now tuned into the Go For Broke podcast, now live on social research and radio. If you're tuning in, that was Mr. White from 5 to 6, and earlier we had A, B, C, D, E, F, Jeff during the 4 to 5 slot. Um, as always, we thank you for catching up with us for another Sunday on breaking everything down that's going on. Um, I hope these conversations are as therapeutic for you as they are for us. So without further ado, I'm Victor Roman, and uh, that's John Delian. What up, Johnny? Yo. Yeah, what's good, dude? How much, man? Uh, just trying to fight urges to go outside. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> As the weather gets better, it's like you get constant, uh, you get constant texts from people. It's like, yo, are you are you going out today? Are you, like, like, are you gonna go to the park or let's go for a further walk or something like that? It's been it's been it's been rough. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough because it's been over like a month now. And, and at first, I, I think since the weather wasn't that nice, it felt very easy to stay inside. But now that it's actually like 80 degrees or so today, I, I don't know how, how people are doing it. Yeah. But, I, but it's crazy because I feel like um, just following people on stories and stuff, it's been, been disastrous to see people just chilling at parks and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard, you know, because it's like you want to kind of find a balance, whether it's a, a quick walk out for some fresh air, but you're starting to see like a lot more intense chilling in parks for sure, without the respect of the six feet. So it gets a little crazy. Like, uh, me and Bianca, we like went on a walk the other day, and we uh, we went to the Fort Tryon Park, and we kind of just posted up, and it was nice because for the first time you saw people like super far away from each other, you know. But we probably didn't stay there for longer than like thirty minutes, forty minutes, you know. Um, but I will say, going out and doing that definitely like makes you have a, like a, a better energy when you go back. It's like a recharging, if you will. It's like you go back home and you're like, all right, cool. Like I can be in here for a couple more days or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fine, and and I think the ones that were like kind of agitating me was just seeing people like post up and like sunbathing and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, which yeah, I think a walk is definitely everyone should take one, and and I totally agree with that. And I feel like to your point, the recharging is really what I feel like I'm I need right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me. Um, uh, me and Bianca, we like went uh, downtown yesterday. She had to like run a really like last minute important errand. So when we were down there, we had a chance to like get out of our zone since we live in Inwood. Yeah, you went to Lower East Side, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh we went down to Orchard Street to run some errands, and then we ate food at Nomois, and then um we just kind of like took a stroll back to the West Side Highway just to to head back home, but um. It was really refreshing just to be out in the nice weather for a little bit and see the difference, too, because I think that there's, like, a drastic difference between, like, downtown's environment and the environment uptown, you know? Like, I think, like, there's more uh, mom-and-pop shops open down here that you can support as opposed to uptown. I think everything's, like, shut down, at least from my experience. You have a few, like, the supermarket is, like, the only thing open, and uh, this one bar offering like cocktails and shit so it's just just to see that like stark difference is, is kind of interesting yeah i feel like it's almost just seeing like some energy still 
in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I haven't been back to Lower East Side, and I was actually supposed to go today or or tomorrow because uh, I have to run some errands and and send back some equipment for the last job I had. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, it's been something that again I think that's why it's been I've been itching to to get this recharge because I know I was supposed to go out today, but I didn't end up having enough time. Yeah. Um. But we'll see tomorrow. I'll let I'll keep you posted on how how it is down there. Yeah. And how you been feeling otherwise? Like feeling pretty good about this uh, new week that we're about to start. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, well, it's it's been weird because and you know like and I spoke about this on previous podcasts where we're just like in this weird time of like people not being able to get jobs and and either getting laid off and I had a lot of like friends actually get laid off same, last week. Same. Same. Um. So it's been. At first, I feel like it, it wasn't, um, for lack of a better term, like that close to, to like this this virus didn't feel like it affected me that much. But I think the more and more as time goes by, you're seeing it more. And and even me personally, I, I haven't been able to get another freelance gig um, due to just like the lack of uh, work coming in. I think just companies are holding off on projects. Yeah. Or or even like trying to commit long term to someone. So um, yeah, it's been. I think it's been a hard week in, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a bunch of buddies that got laid off this week. So it's it's been rough. At the same time, I feel like I've also been feeling better about everything. You know, as the as the weeks go on, you learn more. You kind of like learn more about you, yourself and your surroundings, and you sort of curate your your home experience i find myself doing that a lot more just for my mental health and i start to feel like better as the weeks go by you know so i'm really really excited about this week i think i got some new things to learn i'm gonna teach myself some shit and i'm gonna you know keep it going That's yeah I, mean. I think i think i've reached that point too where now i need to like stimulate myself in like a different way like I can't watch like television or oh, or like yeah. play video games as yeah. much as I I did, um, and that's been like a great month of doing so. But I think yeah, to your point, I think just like learning stuff and and starting the week off uh, in the right direction will be an, again another refresher, like you said. Yeah, well, uh, to that point, I'm really uh, excited about this episode because we get to uh, we have another special guest and. Um, this one means a lot to me because this is someone I've known for, for a long time and um, I really admire his work, his work ethic, his perspective on life. Um, and I'm not biased because he's a homie. I, I really genuinely uh, appreciate this dude. So I thank him for coming on. So um, yeah, I just want to introduce my homie Cordell Murray of uh, Stay Alive Studio. Um, he is the founder and creative director of Stay Alive Studio, um, longtime friend of mine, uh, most people know him from documenting the New York City cyclist community uh, all the way to building a brand, aka Stay Alive Studio, to providing masks for medical workers. So, uh, yeah, we're really stoked to have him. And uh, what up, Cordell? You there? What's up? What's up? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. You sound good, dude. Hey. Thanks for joining, man. Yo, man, thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, dude, like when, uh, when we finally got this whole like guest shit to work out i was like dude we got to get cordell to come on i feel like you have a lot to say um and like i said earlier like i really admire your perspective on shit so um 
yeah, I just want to check in with you, you know, see how you're doing, see where you're stationed, Definitely, see man. how you're holding up, and uh, just, yeah, just to get to hear from you, man. Definitely, man. It feels good to be in a, you know, like, kind of social environment right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I remember in the past, I always used to love being on the phone with my friends because we used to hang out so much that yeah. we never would call each other. So anytime a homie would call me, I would always make sure to spend like five minutes just like talking to him and just, you know, like, so what's going on? And it was always so weird. But now sure. it's like everything. It's like a phone call is like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah. My really? dude's calling me. Like, <laughs> really got to talk to him for like at least one minute. Yeah. Um, so for the listeners, where, where are you stationed right now? Oh, right now I'm in North Carolina, man. So, so yeah. how is it over there? It's it's really it's really cool, man. My parents moved here maybe like ten years ago nice. when uh they both retired from the fire department and they left New York because you know New York for a person with a full time job sometimes is like you know it is lovely if you grew up there but you know sometimes it's like you want to get more bang for your buck so for sure definitely they left the city to get like you know the real suburban like damn we earned our time to just be away from people for a little bit so Word. i always come down here just to chill for a little bit but when i heard like the world was coming to an end i was like i gotta get out of here <laughs> when when did you uh get a chance to go down there like what when did you leave new york or, or did oh, you what I, time I, i've been always like half here and half oh, okay here in new york because my little brothers they're getting older and i decided i want to spend more time with them because one of them is about to go to college soon so it was my decision to kind of like, you know, because I spent a lot of time in New York, investing a lot of time with people that I grew up with in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And sometimes it just feels like I'm too separated from my family, you know? Yeah. Like, um, my, my actual blood brother, like, he knows me, but he doesn't know, like, anything about me. Oh, so, right. Yeah, so, so like, two years ago, I was like, all right, I'm actually, like, spend a month in New York and spend a month in North Carolina and just like Great. be his like be a bug in his ear you know <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah that's great man um no that's I feel like that's kind of why I escaped LES too like I went to wanted to use this time to spend with my parents and not have them be like alone um in this as well and and for me as well I didn't want to be alone so that it, I relate to that a, a lot yeah yeah, I feel like for me, when uh, when this whole thing first started happening, I was really, like my mom, I was getting those invites like, yo, you should come up to PA and, you know, chill mm -hmm. with us and you guys could live here for, you know, till this whole thing blows over. And um, I was like, you know what? I really miss these guys. I hardly spend enough time with them. I feel like I got into this whole fucking work hole and I got lost in it. So I feel like right now I definitely wish I was spending more time with them. But when this whole thing first started happening, I got like some sniffles and I got really sick. And I was like, mm, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't think I could go spend some time with them. So I just like kept it safe and I just, you know, laid mm. back here. Yeah. And I mean, part of it for, you know, all creatives is you got to stay close to your ability to create, you know. And for me, um, I can create with anything, but lately I've been creating with very specific equipment, like specific printers and specific like embroidery machines and like specific like sewing machine. And um, all my stuff is 
kind of in North Carolina because I travel right. with it back and forth, but I don't leave it in New York because, you know, I don't trust roommates, man. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I leave stuff, I always leave it in North Carolina because I know ain't nobody going to touch it here. <laughs> so when it happened, I was like, yo, I have to go to North Carolina because that's where all my stuff's at. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like the stuff I actually use, you know? Right. So, so what are some of the things you've been making right now? Oh, shoot, man. Um, well, not too long ago, I decided to take my creative, like, you know, making stuff from scratch full time. And it's crazy because I'm always like trying to make things functional, you know, like I don't just want to just say, hey, I'm selling a hoodie and then go like downtown and then get it screen printed for like two dollars yeah. and then sell it for like 70 dollars, you know. Yeah. I'm always trying to like make sure that the person buying an item from me is buying a little bit of function. Like they have something that they feel like, wow, like this is something I own. It's not yeah. just another hoodie, you know, it's like, yo, like he put time and effort into this, you know? Right, right. Um, so lately I've been trying to like take a stab at embroidery, man. And you know, we live in 2020 now, so it's not like hard to come by, man. Like that's true. This stuff could sit in your bedroom nowadays. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, like something that um, that you, I think, are really good at is uh, attention to detail. I think most of your like products come with a lot of uh, microcosm, you know, elements within them that have story, and I think that that's something that uh, product these days we're lacking. You know, oh. I think it's easy to sell hype and you know Words. such and such, but. I think what's really good is, you know, all your all your products come with a little tidbit of something. So, like, even when I got your, your package the other day, you know, it came with that zine that had, like, all these little, like, mementos that you gave yourself. Mm. Like, things that you want to do before you pass away, you know. And, like, all those mm. little details are something that you, you sort of pour yourself out into these products for people to experience. And I think that that's something that we started mm. to lose in the past couple of years. So, it's really, like... You know, it's really dope to see that come back. And I think that's something that I don't know if you realize, but you definitely have a good way in on that. So, yeah. Word. Word. That definitely comes from, man, just, I call it like the circle of life, you know, creative life. It's like right. the three things I always pay attention to is the culture has to feed the content and the content has to feed the product. So and the product has to go back to feeding the culture. And as long as you can do that, it's like the perfect triangle. It just always, well, the perfect circle keeps going and going and going. And I feel like a lot of brands, they don't have culture or they don't have content or they have lots of product, but they have no culture. And it's like, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's like you just, you just become like a, what do you call it? You, be, you get pigeonholed real easy. Right. And well, especially in, in 2020, I think it's, it's easier to see through it. But, you know, I think the mm -hmm. audience now can easily just look at a product and, look at a company or a brand and see mm -hmm. through it and, and know if it's authentic or if it comes from a genuine place. Um, which like, you know, something I wanted to talk about is uh, how you've been constructing these face masks, which, oh, um, yeah. which I love by the way, like I've been wearing it ever since. And, you know, I always oh, yeah. sanitize the thing. I make sure it's, and it's, it's, it's great. It's, it, it, it's designed very well. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of want you to like talk more about that. And uh, explain okay. to the people and the listeners about like what inspired you to do it. How how did you begin doing mm. it, and um, where are you at now with it? Well, 
the thing that started the mask was my mom, man. She was like hounding me like every day, like, yo, you gotta make masks, you gotta make masks. She's always telling me what I gotta do, and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making no mask. Like, there's people for that, you know? Right. And as it started getting, you know, worse and worse, um, the news, you know, CNN was like, oh, like, like pe- more people need masks because we're running out. And, like, normal everyday people shouldn't be wearing N95 masks because right. they're not in the hot zones, you know? Like, they're not in hospitals. They're just at home. They're just, like, at Arby's. Like, you don't need an N95 mask to go to Arby's, you know? You just need to cover your face. Right. So that's when I was like, yo, like, this is getting crazy. Like, do people really not have access to masks? Like, it's 2020. Like, we got access to anything, you know, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. And that's how it started, man. It just started in a plain old, oh, shoot, like, maybe I can make masks. Right. And then we went down to the uh, sewing store while it was still open. Mm-hmm. And they had mass sewing, from sewing machines for, like, 150 to 100 and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy one and I'm going to try to, you know, sew up a little design. And on my first design, I was mad because I was like, this thing hurts my ears. It doesn't fully cover my face. And I was like, damn, like, I had no idea that a mask could be something that needs to be thought about. You know? Right, right. Because when you see it, it just looks like paper on your face. <laughs> but Design, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yo. Wearing it is like, dude. I can't last another 10 minutes with this thing. Right. So that's when my mind started kicking in. And I was like, I got to make this better. And I had to juggle, like, how to find materials because everything was closing. Right. And how to make it comfortable and make it something you can, like, ride your bike in or walk around town in. And that's how I came up with the final design. Just, you know, using paracord instead of using elastic Right, um, which is great, super durable, it's comfortable. Yeah, super durable. It has like a 550-pound like yeah. weight load. Like Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, if someone snagged it or something by accident, like it's not mm-hmm. breaking. Like it's good to yeah, go. Yeah, it's not breaking. Yeah. It's good to go. And then the fabric, I sourced like, I was thinking like, man, there's so many like blank masks out there, like mask that has like, it's blue or it's pink right. or it's gray with like Mickey Mouse on it. So... I was just thinking, man, what about, like, a cool camel that, you know, it's hard to get your hands on, but is, you know, I won't get sued for using, you know? Right. Um, so I just found the uh, mossy oak fabric, the breakup fabric, which is rated, like, number one, America's number one camel, you know? <laughs> and course. I was like, dag. Yeah, and it actually has, like, crazy, like, real properties where, like, at a certain distance, like, you really cannot see that dude, had, like, in a tree, you know? So I was like, wow, this is really cool. It has a little little bit of function to it, you know? Yeah. Um, H- how so much just, um, trial and error did you have to, to put into this? Because it seems like you had to go through a few types of fabric, I would imagine, yeah. and material. I, had, I definitely had to learn how to sew. That's, that's, that's <laughs> step number that's, one. That's the first <laughs> yeah. one. First yeah. trial. That was like, OD. Like, what is this, you know? Like, I was reading the manual. I was looking at YouTube. And I was like, just like, I actually went with like a Singer sewing machine. Nice, um, classic. Yeah. Um, I actually picked the Singer because of this graffiti artist named, no, not graffiti artist. It's more like a tattoo artist named Mike Giant. You yeah. guys know? Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him on Instagram with a Singer. 
with this with the small heavy duty singer and i always thought like years ago like man that's cool like it's so tiny and he makes it look cool so when it was my time to buy a sewing machine i was like that's the one that's the mike giant one right there you know right right. if he's using that i gotta use it too so that's dope man you know just taught myself how to sew in like a week and just started like thinking about designs i actually bought a couple masks off amazon and just started looking at the construction right. and looking how they're built taking them apart and seeing and how started, you, could you know probably yeah, develop, yeah. like a pattern or something yeah yeah pattern with two holes on the sides instead of holes on top and you mm-hmm. know just add a little 3m strip to it nice like, <laughs> yeah. flavor and then up. you labor it up and now i'm like on like 250 masks so made. i was gonna now, yeah i was gonna get into that like how, how's the feedback been the feedback is crazy man because instagram um you know instagram just gets the word out right. nowadays right. you know and then having a solid web space for you to actually have your things because doing the whole like oh venmo me you know it can yeah. get really insane if you don't know how to use spreadsheets and stuff like that oh yeah if you have a good website a good like uh you know store online store like they come with all these services where they really keep track of everything for you right you know and if you're making too much money, they they give IRS a call. Too, so. <laughs> they take that shit. That, that might be the downside. So <laughs> all is good with that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, yeah. so I remember when I when I first saw you selling these, you had what was the deal with them? It was like if you buy one, some one goes to um, speak more to that, like of the the specifics. Yeah, I, I felt bad selling them because. Okay. I was like, Dag, like people really need these, you know? I'm not trying to make money right. off of the off of people who need stuff. So I was like, man, since these are like custom made and I'm adding a feature to them, maybe I should make two masks. A blank mask for medical professionals, and then like a fully featured, like special camo, special three M strip. Right. You know, like um just for, you know, fifteen, twenty dollars. So yeah. when you buy one mask you're actually buying a mask for medical medical profession because I'm making two. That's and awesome. I have I have friends who I contacted and they said they needed like a boatload of masks. So I'm actually still making masks for them right now. Oh, wow. wow. That's great. Yeah, and sourcing new fabrics and making it comfortable. Like I wear the mask every day just to like, you know. Like test it. Just to see if there's anything that can be changed, you know, right. or updated. That's amazing, um, dude. Yeah, and just like making minor adjustments so you can just like keep it snug on your nose but loose on your chin if you got a beard yeah. or tight on the chin because you don't want to let no air in because you got the N95 on the on the bottom, you know, like stuff like yeah. that. So you can really like just wear it all day and not feel like, oh man, I got to take this off because I call it the FTP mask, face touching prevention, because I feel like that's the main way you get the virus. Yeah. You got it on your fingers. Right. You just, you know, you dig your nose because you can't stop eating your boogers, you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's if you, crazy. Got the, if you got the mask on, you can't do that. It's right. crazy. Cause, um, something to kind of piggyback on what you're saying of like, it's weird, weird to like charge money for it. But I think like moving yeah. forward, um, it's just going to be part of our culture. And it's something where the Eastern, like, you know, obviously the Asian countries, Especially like in Japan, they've they've been wearing it since forever. Like it's right. been nor- normal, you know. Um, so yeah, now it's kind of like moving forward to invest in like a good mask uh, that you wear every day, like to what you're making. 
uh, it's probably something people should look into. And, and I feel like they wouldn't mind spending money on that. Where, and, where, and it comes where, with a good cause since you're donating it to uh, or, yeah. or giving one to the medical profession yeah. once they order. And, every, and anybody that hits me up saying, yo, I really need masks. How much are they? When I see that word need, I just say, yo, tell me how many you need, bro. Because mm -hmm. wow. I can't have you needing something and feeling like you have to pay out for it. You know, like right. I got so many, you know, and now I got so much fabrics. Like, oh, my God, I spent so much money on fabrics. And what shows up is like, dang, one yard is a lot of fabric. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, That's so cool. I'm, like, learning new things. And now I'm, like, doing things where I go, like, to the Army-Navy store and I buy up a bunch of, like, used, like, like Marines uniforms and, like, Navy uniforms. And I'm cutting them up to basically turn those into masks, too, nice. um, since, you know, a lot of places are closed. Um, yeah. Cause the army navy's job, they don't care, man. Government down, he's like, I don't care. I'm keeping the doors open. <laughs> coronavirus, this guy does not care. He's what coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what coronavirus? Crazy. So um, Hobby Lobby's closed, when Walmart's closed, when Joanne's is closed, it's like, where am I gonna get my fabrics? Right. Freaking, there's guy. always a place, man. So yeah. yeah, I mean, if if anyone's interested in checking these masks out, I definitely say uh, do it up. If you guys want to see them, you can check out uh, stayalivestudio.com and uh, head over to the shop page and you'll find them there. They're pretty dope, so check them out. Um, Johnny, you want to get into some quick, some quick topics for today? Yeah, some that were really bugging me for the last few weeks was uh, one in particular, and, and, I, and I think we were talking about this in like a group chat because... Uh, everyone in New York isn't quite sure what, what's going on with delivery and, and just ordering takeout and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I was, like, just looking into, and I, and I already kind of knew this in the back of my mind, like, all Seamless and Grubhub is taking, like, a ton of uh, profits away from the restaurants that, that they're um, using on their platform. Right. But I think during this time... Uh, since they're the only service that is available right now, uh, the, you know, the big ones, obviously, again, Grubhub, Seamless, like Uber Eats, et cetera, Postmates. Uh, I think they're the ones that are, are actually um, gouging uh, these restaurant owners for, for all their money. And I, I, I saw like a, a Twitter uh, post yesterday uh, with a photo of like a restaurant POS system where yeah. they, they showed like a thousand dollars of purchases for the day, and then they, it like had so many line items, which was fucking crazy, uh, from Grubhub that the the end total was actually only like three hundred dollars. So essentially, they lost seventy percent of their earnings to Grubhub, uh, which I thought that was insane. And 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 it's it's weird because you know it's a cap twenty two. We want to support all these restaurants that are still open, right? But using services like seamless right now is actually making it worse for them to stay alive because they're not even getting that much orders as they used to get, you know? So if you could, I mean, one piece of advice, if you can, and if you do like support local places, I would try to like call oh, directly yeah, yeah, and yeah. pick up or something. Yeah, and I know you had some experiences with that. Yeah, I did that yesterday. Um, when I went downtown, I, I uh, we got some fries and some coffee from Dudley's on Orchard Street. 
And it was really dope because the way they had it set up was like they had markers, six feet markers. And then when you go to the counter, you can't go back in reverse. You have to go through it. Um, and they have like, you know, they call your name out. And it's very, very like cleanly, you know, it's, it's done very, very, uh, very thought out. So I, I really like that. And then after that, we went to uh, Nomois to pick up some dumplings and that was even more impressive, to be honest, because you just ordered it off of their website and their platform. And um, we just walked around. We did like a couple of loops around the neighborhood and then we came back and we just picked it, picked it up from the window. It was very like seamless without using seamless. So that was pretty good, mm. you know. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely suggest people to go out there and um, for those places that are opening that open that you want to support you know, try to go out there, um, you know, in person just to pick it up because you're, you're supporting them in a better way. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. How are things, um, in North Carolina compared to, compared to New York in terms of restaurants and, and delivery and stuff like that, Cordell? Well, uh, because everything's so spread out here, everybody does delivery, but they deliver by car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they just drop it on your front doorstep and then you just open the door up and just grab it. Um, but the main thing I'm seeing is Chick-fil-A, man. Like all the fast food spots pretty much closed, but Chick-fil-A stayed open. And wow. they set up this whole operation in the drive through where you can like order in advance and then sit in your car and they'll bring it to your window with a mask on. Or you can go through the driveway and they like, after you're done with your order, they... You go park in a parking spot, and they bring it to your car with a mask. And then once they started doing it, I feel like all the other fast food spots started doing that. Wow. Yeah. And most of the, like, Chinese restaurants and, like, you know, like the halal spot, like, if you call in advance, you just drive it with your car, knock on the door, and they, like, put it out by the door, and you just grab it and go. And I've I've been seeing a lot of that. Yeah. you know, like, no, like, come inside. Like, Whole Foods, like, they flip the tables upside down so you can't sit down. Right. Like, when you go to Costco's. Yeah, like, you can't, like, stay there, right. you know? Right. And I feel like they moved it, not because they don't want you to sit. I feel like they moved it because they were told to, you know, like. Right. Like, you'll get a big fine if you don't kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, have you guys been hearing about how uh, Georgia and Colorado are, like, trying to lift their stay-at-home orders and open up the borders again and all that? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me, man, how, like, I was eating breakfast with my family the other day, and I was like, yo, it really is the end of the world for some people. And they were like, no, like, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah, I think so, because not being able to get a haircut for some people is like... Life or death. Pick up arms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a reason to buy a machine gun and go to the governor's office and yeah, and, and like throw it at like, dude, fist. it's not that serious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Like all yeah. this, all this tension for people not being able to do um, what they want to do. Like just people ha- mm-hmm. having restrictions. Like it's it's incredible to see how people behave. Like oh wait, we can't yeah. do this. Like that's our human right. We need to be able to yeah. do this. And it's like it, it blows my mind away how. For the health of others, people rather have their rights, quote-unquote rights, mm. you know? And, and you start to see that um, getting more and more and more aggressive. 
And I'm sort of curious to see where that goes within the next week. Like the next week alone, I don't even know what the fuck's going to happen. I think people are just hoping to find good news. Yeah. You know, like they're just getting riled up. Yeah. You know, that's why I think we're seeing so many people in the parks, like in like Washington Square Park. It's just like that's been you see tons of people there and they're not they're not keeping yeah. their distance and all that. It's like where we're what on week 10 or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what week we're on. <laughs> this is all what week, but it's like it's getting crazy. People are just getting really riled up. That's right probably now. a good like a uh, hey Siri thing right there. She'd probably be like, "Well, let me <laughs> ask her. <laughs> Let's see if it works." Nah, I gotta ask her now. Hey Siri, how long have we been in the pandemic? Okay, I found this on the web. For how long have we been in the pandemic? Oh, check shoot. it out. Mm. Oh my God! Did it? Did it show? He said, "April first, 2020." Wow, they're they're even deeming it April first. I, I felt crazy. like it was before that for sure. Definitely. I think I think here in the states. Here that's, in the states. Yeah, that's when they labeled it officially. But I feel like I've been I've been gone from work for I think nine weeks. That's mm. when uh, I had like a. Uh, what is it? A Zoom meeting, and they were like, "Yeah, it's been nine weeks." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, that was that was long." Mm. Didn't even feel like that. I mean, I feel like the not the biggest problem, but I think the biggest observation for me is, you know, the the way the government works in terms of law, like innocent until proven guilty. Right. Know? Like I feel like that's the issue with the whole taking up arms. And going to the governor's office, like that happened in, where did that happen recently? DC. They had a few. There was one in like <laughs> Michigan. I saw one yeah. today. I don't know where. I forget what it was, where it was, but yeah, a lot of places so far. And it's like, oh, I'm gonna like get all my guns and get fully kitted and go down to the office and just stand there to show them that this is the way America does it. Like, if I'm not sick, I can do whatever I want. Like, let right. me get sick. Let me have the right to get myself sick like what that's crazy to me but i mean it's not so crazy because that's just the way things work you know right. like it's america yeah. right <laughs> freedom of speech freedom right. of speech right. freedom to bear arms freedom to voluntarily get sick <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy this is this, this whole thing is crazy dude wait 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 wait, wait. speaking of crazy did you hear about how uh the pentagon released all this uh, UFO sightings, like officially, dude, and no one really no, cared. Everyone was like, "Whatever, sure." I, yeah, well, I think it was a tactic to like, uh, to, like get people's mind off of coronavirus. Yeah. I like it because I don't like bringing my phone with me to the bathroom. Sure, I feel like I'll sit there for like four hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but dude, when I saw that UFO thing. I yeah. specifically went to the bathroom so that I can have privacy. <laughs> you don't want anyone know that you're watching it either. <laughs> I was like, I cannot be interrupted. I need to see right. this. I need to see the full <laughs> clip on replay 50 times. Yo, OD. Damn. OD. Yeah, and like uh, Tom from Blink-182 apparently was involved, right? Something like that? Mm. John, yeah, because he ran something called a SSAS or something like that. Yeah. About researching. I don't know. Like, like I saw he was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking mm. about um, 
how he's been working with them for years and there's certain things he can't say but mm-hmm. I think this whole thing is weird I don't yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I wish Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Instagram bro yeah he's like, amazing by the way just, yo you can just ask him questions like what do you think <laughs> I love how he like belittles everyone that he talks to He's like, well, yeah, yeah, he goes like, hard. Yeah, he goes super hard. Like he, I, I would yeah, never have a conversation. He's the black like man card, <laughs> dude. I could never. <laughs> He's I, that card. Yeah, I don't know if I'll talk to that dude ever. Like, I'm afraid he'll just like shit on me. <laughs> I know yeah. he was like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> <Start going in. laughs> He's like, that's not natural gas. What's wrong with you? Like, you know, like I don't know what he'll like say. I um, mean, what I think about the whole thing is that you know, the whole flying a jet in the sky with an oxygen tank like flying at like what is it what do they say Mach 5 5. like 3,000 miles per hour that's insane bro like you're not your normal self you can't be when doing that and then using computers and like heat technology to like see and stuff like that like what the heck can you see while flying 3,000 miles per hour like, That's of true. course you're going to see some craziness, man. Yeah. It looks like, you know, when yeah. they go to light speed in, on Star Wars, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely going to see something crazy up there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know if it was a tactic, though. I'm still trying to, mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. I just think it's funny that after all this time, like, now is the time that they want to officially release something. Yeah, I guess there has to be some sort of weirdness with that. Yeah. I mean, the internet, I blame the internet, too, because the internet is, like, the place. Like, my dad does that to me all the time, bro. Like, if I say something, yeah. like, everybody would be like, oh, wow, really? And then when I look at him, he'll be on his phone, like, searching it. Yeah. Like, he it, goes if I stand behind him, I'd be like, wow, you're really looking up, looking it up to see if it's <laughs> real or not? Right. <laughs> you can't just take my word for it. So I feel like... Whatever. Ah, he got a fact check, now, dude. Like, fact checking is everything yeah. right now. It's 2020. I don't believe any anything anyone says. Siri tells me something. Uh, until, I, go, I go to Google. It's crazy. <laughs> you got to like see which website it's on. Oh, this is legit. This is yeah. legit. Especially now with all this information flying all over the place, you know, like yeah, oh, you, you hear so, numbers are just so loosely said. Like Fox will mm-hmm. say this, CNN will say this, Siri will say this. It just gets a little crazy. Um, yo, do you want to get into this little question segment that we got? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I know last week you, uh, you led the one with Micah. I'm going to lead this one. Um, I have the, this one is called what's the first. So, Mm. um, I guess to intro it, you know, like being cooped up in the house and staying, you know, secluded to like one space, you kind of start to miss those things that you never had. I mean, you know, that you had previously, um, so like yeah, going to your favorite, granted. exactly. Um, so once, you know, once this whole thing simmers down and it blows over, um, I wanted to ask you guys, what would be the first restaurant you guys would sit down and dine in? It could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in New York. It can be anywhere. I guess, mm. uh, Cordell, you could take the first one. I say, I would say in Brooklyn, Peach's Hot House, man. Nice. That's my spot. What would yeah, you eat that there? Fried what chicken, they got? Bro. <laughs> that fried chicken, man. $18 with the spicy hot fried chicken. 
with yeah. the cornbread and the sweet potato fries? Golly. <laughs> that shit hits. I'm sitting at the bar, too. Oh, nice. I'm sitting at the bar shoulder to shoulder. I'm going to lift my mask up and take a bite and put it back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even after, after this whole thing is over, you're still going to rock that mask. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I'm up. still rocking the mask. That's what's up. <laughs> um, Johnny, how about you? Yeah, I have one in mind. I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, this like Michelin star restaurant in Manhattan called Eleven Madison Park. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's like the it was rated like probably like one of the top five restaurants in the world. Uh, but like they're all known for like hospitality and like it's like a thirty course menu and you you can't like use your phone or anything. Like you just have to sit and like enjoy it with wow. whatever you you're eating it with. But the hospitality is supposed to be, like, incredible. But I think since I'm not going out and spending money on any food or any booze, I feel like I would want to, like, just ball the fuck out the first Damn. meal. Damn. That's, so that's actually, probably what I would do. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Hot Pot. That is the Hell true yeah. social experience. Exactly. Like, shoulder to shoulder, grabbing food, grabbing other people's spoons. Like, in a <laughs> booth with, like, 20 people all eating the same yeah, like yep. that is like pre-social times right there, man. Like that's dope, man. That whole experience, right? So you guys obviously want yeah. that that dine experience. That's awesome. Yeah, want that bag. Exactly. Um, all right, so the second one. Um, who would be the first person you would run and hug when this hall is over? No family members. Dag. Wow. <laughs> Putting us on the spot. That's right. This is your opportunity well, to do a shout out to someone. Clearly, <laughs> well, every when I when I ride my bike around New York City, like now it's kind of like crazy because I always have this thing where it's like I leave the house and it's like I'm gonna see somebody I know, you know. Right. And whenever I do, they don't yell Cordell. The homie would always yell, "Hey yo, stay alive!" Like as loud as possible. So, and then I would turn and I would jump off my bike, and the homie that it always is that I always like lock arms with is my dude Hennessy man Henny nice. uh, he, he, he knows who he is everybody knows who he is man this nice. dude has to give you a hug and like slightly a kiss on the cheek and you gotta gotta you know like back yeah. up like hey, yo what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but this dude man every time I see this guy it's like it's like I haven't seen him in four years you know it's like always a big moment that's what's up how about you Johnny yeah um i guess besides i mean I, I consider you family i was gonna call you i was gonna say you but uh i guess i would probably in a funny sense would do like my my local bartender ian because nice, nice. I, I i go there like so man. like i live on stanton street in, in uh, lower east side and and there's a bar like down the block and i i feel like i always go in and just catch up with him talk to him i, I could be like in the worst mood and i'd just be happy after talking to him yeah. um but i think just missing i haven't drank in like over a month as well so i feel like mm. I, I i i would selfishly do that just to get a drink as well so mm-hmm. i think the first person i would hug i'm not i'm not in this questionnaire but I'll this <laughs> one. the first person i would hug would probably be cj the good old homie cj i think the, the mm. dude the dude has so much good energy and um he's someone that you know whenever you see him he definitely has nothing but good things to say he's always like down to throw a good memory your way um and he always just has positive vibes 
So that's someone who I look forward to just hanging out with and you know seeing them again when this whole thing. You talking about you talking about my man, Doctor Driftwood. Doctor Drift, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yes. man. This is a dude to hug, and he's huge too. So the hug is like, <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. he definitely gives you that that dap that everybody on the block can hear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like wow, <laughs> little chest slam and then throw back like woo. Exactly, my um, dude. Let me see. Let me see. All right, what would be the very first crowd event? Well, we'll end this one. What would be the very first crowd event that you're willing to go to after this whole thing blows over? Mm. This one's a tough one, yeah. Well, I can throw some examples. Yeah, give me, give us just like a range. All right. So you got a concert? Would you go to a concert? Would you go to a beach? Would you go to you know things like that? Things that just have a, Mm. a larger amount of people. Well, one thing that me and my homies always do is we do group rides. Dope. On our bikes. Sweet. And a group ride always goes insane. Like, like sometimes we do donut rides or dumpling rides or sometimes we'll ride just to do like a memorial for somebody. But, you know, most of the times it's like, oh, it's just going to be 10 of us. And then right. that 10 turns into 20. And then that 20, like the 12 o'clock boys pull up. And then now those little <laughs> wheelie kids who you don't want to be represented <laughs> with because they like breaking stuff yeah. they pull up and now it's like a hundred people all black and fifth ave all ride, riding together and it's just like dag like I'm, I'm gonna stick with them but if ain't if, when the police come i'm out of here because like, <laughs> i'm over 30 you know yeah i'm going yeah. to jail jail i can't do that <laughs> that's what i miss man that's yeah. dope man how about you johnny yeah, I, well, before you gave out the list, I was thinking concert too because I just I miss like the energy. I, I would say mm, I think sure. that's something you know, listening to music at home and and I haven't been blasting music, I guess, because essentially I'm with my folks. But uh, yeah, I just miss that live energy and just people dancing and just mm. enjoying the vibes. So yeah, I would really say that would be one. I, I've been I miss about. I miss getting upset. Like, almost like, <laughs> like, I remember my most favorite, actually the last time I got into a fight was on the subway, man. This dude, I put my arm up because the train was moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dude hit my arm because it was behind his head. He was like, move your arm, son. Slap my arm. Wow. And I was like, what the hell? So I snuffed him in the head and packed train too. <laughs> oh. And we just started like, like wrestling a little bit and packed train and then. I threw him to the other side, and then all these people started falling, and it was just like, you know, like, that was like a social gathering right there, because we all just trying to get to Atlantic Ave. Right, right. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's like, that blood pumping, like, in a public place is like, that feeling, man, like, what do I have to do to get that right now? Yeah. Like. Yeah, man. Um, let me see. I, I definitely have this last question. We don't We don't have much time left, but. I'll throw this one out there. Um, has has being uh, indoors during this pandemic made make you uh, sort of like second guess your utilization of time? So like, has there been anything that has that has you like second guessing? Like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, and I should be fully invested into this instead. Or have you guys had those thoughts? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Has because been- with me. Yeah, go ahead. At Stay Alive Studio, it's like 
I occasionally like to always set myself up in a place where I actually go to work, like a studio space, okay. even if it's a hole in the wall, which is my laptop. And I like doing that. But now the stay at home studio is like, you know, my bedroom. So right. it's like I can easily just turn on the Xbox and start playing Modern Warfare or start playing Apex, right. you know? And it's like I always look at my time like, man, like I need to go to the post office. I need to make these masks. I need to make this hoodie. So it's like now I have to like design days off, yep. and design a lunchtime for myself and a design a, a place where nobody could talk to me. Like that's what the bathroom is. It's like, when I go in there, <laughs> yeah. don't knock yeah. the heck you like, don't even I'm shout dealing out with that name, right man. now, dude. I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> That's, that's like exactly. leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. it's like yo, that's, I, I wish that's there was the a vortex. Sign. Like, do not pass this yeah. fucking portal, okay? Don't slam on the door, Cordell. Cordell, like, come here, come here. Like, no, 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 no. How about you, John? <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, I think I'm piggybacking off what Cordell's saying. Like, I've been so in a funk of just like, oh, rolling out of bed, let me just play some video games, chilling. It's like, like what we said earlier in the podcast was just like. Yeah, I want to kind of motivate myself this week and just mm. start learning some stuff because I think I've rested my brain for so many weeks now of just exactly. pure like entertainment. Um, but I think besides that, I, I think like just the quality of life I've just been thinking about, like, do I even want to live in? And, and I know we talked about this a little bit, Vic, offline. But just thinking about like, do I even want to live in New York anymore after this? Right. Meaning like. I, I don't know. There's a ton of jobs here and the grind is great and the money is awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like moving forward, it just feels like I, I want like more space and potentially yeah. just like a slower pace of life. Yeah. And and yeah, doing like stuff like Cordell's doing, like making stuff like from scratch in, instead of like, you know, being um, at a desk job or something like that. Sure. Those are all things mm -hmm. um, I've been dealing with as well. Um, I think you have all this time to sort of just think and like really question whether you're on the right path, when, no matter what that is, you know. Um, and something actually that like Mr. White, when he was DJing, he kept saying, which I really love, is um, that whole, you know, if you're not busy, don't beat yourself up over it. You know, use this time to just think and just relax and, mm -hmm. and use that time for you, no matter what that is. I think that that's like a common theme I always come back to on the podcast. Um, because it's always good to ground yourself like that, you know, and like just really take a step back and just and just look look at everything from a wider angle, a wider lens, and just you know, is this really what you want? You have the time to move, maneuver that, you know, you have this time now, and mm. and that's a beautiful thing. So um, I'm glad you guys gave me your takes on that because I was really curious, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you know, we come to a close on the episode. Are there any uh, shout-outs that you want to give, uh, Johnny? Yeah, real quick. Uh, I just saw a friend of mine was doing a, a, a decent um, project called um, Virtual Cheers. Yeah. And uh, it's called virtualcheers.org. And, and, again, it's just piggybacking off the Zoom capability right now. And have, people are organizing these meetups uh, where you essentially you just download like a background of your favorite bar, which they have it on the website. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Amazing. Um, and essentially you have like a happy hour with a couple of friends and then you can donate um, essentially to that bar that you chose. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. 
Oh, nice. So what, what's the, uh, what's the web address again? Uh, virtualcheers.org. And the Instagram is at virtualcheers. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. Check that out. Um, my shout out for the week is, um, I guess like, you know, as all these companies sort of try to figure out how to go digital, um, the art world mm-hmm. is sort of figuring that out too. And I know, you know, your art intake is very important during these times since we're not making it to galleries anymore. Um, so I, yeah, I saw this project by library street collective. Um, it's called site and, um, it's pretty dope. Like what they did was they had, they're pretty much running this online exhibition that you can visit at lscgallerysite.com. And, um, you can go there and check out this exhibit that's currently in an abandoned state savings bank. And you could like browse it. You could purchase, um, you could purchase artwork on the website, which is pretty dope. Mm. Um, and just, you know, just, it gives you an, uh, sort of like a browsing experience, which I think is much needed right now instead of just seeing things on Instagram. Like, this is our digital show on Instagram. I think this, this sort of pours more love into the project. So you sort of just feel like you're immersed in this space. Um, mm. So you should definitely check it out. It's, uh, it's like digitally in Detroit. So you can... Um, head on over to the site and, you know, purchase works and all that. Um, Cordell, did you have any shout-outs you want to give to anyone? My shout-out is mainly for, I mean, uh, I would say my shout-out is more like motivation for all the people, all the small people who are not literally small, but, you know, like, they're not Nike, you know what I mean? Like, all those dudes, all those ladies and, and, and gentlemen who are just out here feeling like, since the world is really not buying that you shouldn't be making right like, no you should be making like now is not the time to fail i feel like a lot of people create things and they feel like oh if nobody likes it that means nobody wants it you know and it's like now is a time where i feel like i don't feel like anything needs to really be something to be something you know like if you believe in it study it like figure it out now you got the time to do that right. and you know, like, I don't care what it is, photography, like, start look, start looking up what is an ISO, like, now is the time, you know? Yeah. And get nice so that when everything goes back to normal, whatever that is, like, you can start doing your thing and you'll be good at it because you actually put in the time, you know? <clears throat> shout out dude. to those small people, man. I love that. How about you, uh, you gave your shout outs already. Do you have any last words, uh, Johnny? We always like to close out with some last words, some positive words. Uh, yeah, I think just piggybacking and keep continuing those those sentiments that Cordell just said. Yeah, I think, uh, and especially since I'm feeling it right now, I think just use this week to just le- just try to learn something new. And uh, again, maybe design your week around it and not cram everything in one day. But uh, yeah, I think so, baby steps. We have like so much time. We don't know when this is going to blow over. So mm-hmm. I think just to start those little things and, and pick up on little things that you can start learning. It, it, it seems like a good way to go. For sure. Um, yeah, I think for me, some of my, um, you know, last words is I think like right now we have, like, obviously we have all this time, but I think, um, what we can do is sort of play around with, our schedules, you know, like if you try waking up and doing this thing for, you try doing that sort of regimen for three weeks or whatever, try switching it up. I think it's healthy for a switch up, you know? So like if you get up and you work out, 
you know, every day from seven to eight, trying, you know, getting up and fucking playing an instrument from seven to eight or whatever that mm-hmm. is, or, you know, cleaning up the house from seven to eight. I think it's good to like just change it up a little bit. I think we need that variety for our mental health. Word. That's important. Word. I know it's good to be in that, you know, that schedule and that regimen, but breaking it up, I think, is a good change of pace. And because and, you need change to survive, I think that's, that's just Word. that's that just a, a that's a thing. You can't really change that. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, I think I want to wrap it up. So, um, I just want to say, you know, be safe, take care of one another. I can't stress how important that is during these times, just to be careful, you know, be there for each other. Uh, for full episodes, you can go to uh, our Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And for uh, exclusive content, just follow us on Go For Broke Podcast. Uh, we're trying to get better at uploading everything um, and just, you know, want to make sure we archive it. So, and yeah, coming up next from 7 to 9, you got OKNY, followed by uh, from, a, from 9 to 11, you got Mahakita. So, all night, good music. Stay on this thing. Do not leave. It's good to just run on the background. It's going to be super chill. Um, and yeah, thanks again, Cordell, for kicking in with us, man. Word, word, word. And you the know. people, man. Tell the people to stay alive, man. That's it, dude. Like, That's take it. care of yourself, man. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Be Be about about it. it. That's right. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. Peace.